0: Welcome back to How to Be a Better DM. Let's jump in with our warm-up today, and Tanner is actually going to give me a warm-up, so uh, let's, let's go ahead and jump in.
1: Let's do it. Okay, mine is uh, it's pretty simple, pretty open. Uh, I decided to go with a broader warm-up here. So let's say that you only had an hour to prepare a session for some friends who hadn't played D&D. Like, let's say they're over at your house. And you're talking about D&D. You're talking about this podcast. And they're like, we've never played. And you know that you don't have all that much time. If you were in that position, what would we, what would the simple premise of that one-hour session be?
0: That is a really good question. <clears throat> so I've actually kind of been thinking about... Well, I, I've started making something kind of along these lines of like the perfect introductory... Uh, one-shot for new DMs, new players. Uh, and, and this isn't my answer. Uh, my answer would just be like a tavern brawl. Simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Effective. <laughs> uh, but this more interesting answer, I would call it a dungeon and a dragon. And the premise is, you and your group walk into a town and you're looking for work and you're told to meet uh, a mysterious stranger in these woods next to this large um, <clears throat> Landmark. And you get there and you hear a loud voice uh, and you turn around and behind the landmark pops out a large copper dragon. And obviously you and your companions are like, whoa, we we can't fight a dragon. And the dragon says, hold on, I need you to do something for me. I need you to go in to this cave and clear out some monsters. Go into my dungeon and clear out some monsters. And I want you to do it because, frankly, I'm lazy. I have... Uh, gotten used to a life of luxury and you can see the dragon is actually somewhat portly (laughs) and then you go into the dungeon and you simply uh, fight maybe one or two levels down and then you go out and the dragon gives you some gold and it's kind of a nice fun almost cheeky way of introducing you to dungeons and dragons with a dungeon and a dragon
1: i love it i love it yeah it's great too because it jumps right into the fantasy aspect Um, Gives them a quest right from the beginning, you know, because I feel like a lot of people who don't know their way around D&D don't know about, you know, tabletop role playing that much. uh, They might not understand the whole the freedom of it. Mm -hmm. And so it's nice to kind of in a way be like, hey, don't worry about the freedom you have right at the start. I'm going to give you the quest with this dragon flying in and being like, suck. Here's right. what I want you to do, you know?
0: You, you almost need to railroad them into the maze, and then once they're in the maze, you let them have free reign, because they can't get out of exactly. the maze without solving it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Great. Love it. Are you feeling warmed up? Feeling good? <laughs> feeling <laughs> loose?
0: Feeling good? I'm ready.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Well, honestly, uh, it's going to be a great uh, episode today. And so, for you listeners, welcome back to How to Be a De- Better DM. Uh, My name is Tanner Wayland, and I'm here with Justin Lewis, my good friend. Hi. He's waving. You can't see it. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, together we learn how to weave better stories um, for your players so that everybody can have a wonderful time, and that starts with you as the Dungeon Master. Uh, We're specifically focusing on D&D 5th edition, and... We're excited to take that next step on that on that road to being a high-level Dungeon Master today. Uh, so before we get to the main topic, we have a couple housekeeping items slash things that we're psyched about to talk about. <laughs> uh, first off, a huge thank you um, to our good friend, Anna Craven. Uh, she actually was in a couple of our one-shots. Um, and then she sent out of the blue, really, from the kindness of her heart, uh, sent to Justin and I. An amazing gift. It's these handcrafted notebook covers uh, with the design of a dungeon on the front, uh, kind of like a grid and all these different rooms. It, it looks amazing, and it's going to be the perfect dungeon journal. Honestly, we love them. We're going to use the crap out of them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you so much, Anna. Uh, we're going to be posting pictures uh, of them on Instagram, in fact. Uh, but yeah, we really appreciate that. Uh, otherwise... Um, the next reminder is that we're going to be doing our once a quarter, uh, one shots. Um, now, as you know, in the past, we tried to do them every month. We felt like our, (laughs) we could produce better one shot adventures if they were once a quarter. Uh, so if you haven't had a chance, sign up for them. Uh, as you know, we send out a newsletter and there's actually a, a link on that to sign up for the, uh, one shots. So definitely sign up for that. Um, anything else, Justin? Um, uh, I I would say we haven't
0: scheduled the date for the one shot quite yet. Uh, we're going to nail that down and, uh, probably, uh, let you know on the next podcast episode. Uh, but we had someone sign up today for that one shot. So seriously, if you, you know, if you don't get a chance to do it, then I can't help you. So it's first come first serve. So try and be the first people there, you know?
1: Yeah, and, and and the good news is if we can't get you in on this one, uh we always try and get you in on a fr- on a future one. Uh so get excited. Um but anyway, let's let's move on to the main topic. Uh today we're talking about Dungeon Master Essentials. And this this just to kind of set the the framework here. Um everything that uh that we're going to be talking about is like what is absolutely uh, necessary? Um, specifically, we're not talking about nice to haves. You know, we're not talking about tabletops where the screen is inlaid and also it's a hologram uh, or anything <laughs> like that, right? Uh, we're going to be talking specifically about uh, about things that for us we feel like is necessary for DM to have so that they and their players have, uh, specifically them mostly, because you got to think about yourself sometimes, uh, so that you feel like you're going to have a great session. Um, Let's start with you, Justin.
0: Yeah. Uh, So for me, the very most essential thing for a high-grade dungeon master is water. Sitting at the dungeon master table the dm table can be very tiring especially if you aren't properly hydrated and for me if you spend you know you spend the entire session talking and naturally you're going to need water you're going to be parched and personally i found that water does the best because you know other beverages let sugar or flavor get in the way Um, and sometimes it it can kind of be distracting Uh, obviously you can splurge here and there but i found that water is just the best thing to kind of keep your head straight and not get too antsy and, and just help you stay focused on the game. So that's my take on water.
1: Agreed. 100%. Uh, water is technically my favorite drink in the world. <laughs> um, and I'm not even lying. My wife thinks, I, thinks I'm crazy. That's fine. Let them laugh. Uh, but anyway, I think that water is just... If you don't have it, you're just going to get parched. And you talk so much as a DM. Like, what, what are you doing if you don't have enough water at the table? Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of uh, something else that feels very basic, but for me, it means all the world, like about how the session goes, Uh, especially when it comes to like a good, you know, three or four hour session, even a two hour session or one, you know, Uh, having a good seat and or table is just so important. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, if you're going to be sitting there, you don't want to be hunched. You don't want to feel like you can't lean back. So I'm going to say this. Having a stool might not be the best option if you're the kind of person who gets a lot of tension in your back and you don't want to lean, you know. And if you're having to sit on a stool, you don't have the option to kind of relax during times when maybe maybe the players are talking or, you know, when you're gathering your thoughts. Um, and conversely, let's say you're the kind of person who doesn't sit a whole lot, you know. There's a lot of DMs who, like, they kind of vacillate between sitting and walking around the table, kind of like using their hands a whole lot, right? Yeah. So with them, uh, with the people standing, I, I don't think that a coffee table would be a great option for you, uh, to be frank, right? And I've played around a coffee table. It's, uh, you know, you sit on the floor, sit on the couch, uh, you, s- you know, sit up when you need to move your your mini, but... But I think that for some DMs, that's like, okay, if you're bending below the waist to move things around, uh, that puts a lot of strain on your back. You're not comfortable. Um, And I think that uh, as far as essentials, it's one that gets overlooked.
0: I agree. Um, And just to hammer in the point of this is really based on your DMing style. I've played with people that absolutely refuse to use minis and things like that. In those cases, clipboards and a couch was perfect. Because, uh, you know, they had a coffee table where we could stand up and grab the dice and throw. But uh, we were all really comfortable and things like that. But for me, you know, I need a chair that I can stand up and sit down in. It's comfortable both ways. Uh, so I, I couldn't agree more. Um, this one's not so basic. It's, it's kind of, I guess, like a step above basic is music for me. Uh, and, and generally, I'm not a heavy-handed person. But one way that I like to use music is both to set the mood, but also to remind the players that it's Dungeons and Dragons time. Uh, and yep. what I mean by that is, you know, it's, it's really nice to be able to slowly turn the music up to annoying levels when certain players get distracted and start having conversations on the side. Uh, once they can't really talk to each other because the music's so loud, you can turn that back down and they're focused on you, uh, you know, rather than cutting through the immersion and saying, Hey, we're playing D&D, can you guys stop? Uh, you know, it's nice to just turn up that music slowly until you get to the point where they do stop. But again, it's, it's also really important to set the mood, but I like it that other way as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and even just to show that it works outside of D and D as well. Uh, I've been to a few different, you know, training seminars, just, you know, motivation seminars, like various different kinds of things. And they'll do that often, right? If they do a break, they'll turn on music. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if they're trying to, like, you know, some of the cheesier ones, sorry, maybe it's not cheesy, maybe I'm just <laughs> bitter. Uh, like, some of them will do it, like, this rising, soaring music in the background when they're really making their point, right? Yeah. Uh, but oftentimes, like, they will do intermissions with music so that people know, like, hey, it's good. And then when the music stops, then that's like, hey, something's going on. Yeah. Uh, For, you know, you can do it in reverse, too, if you want. Uh, Like, let's say that you're trying to get ready for a thing. Your players are just kind of loosey-goosey, and you're like, hey, I'm going to be introducing a major villain, uh, or a major plot point, you know, or NPC. There hasn't been music, and then suddenly you just turn the music up slowly. And then that's like, okay, of course they're going to be listening, you know?
0: As a listener of this show, you obviously love story. Story. Now that you've had a chance to craft your own story by listening to this show, wouldn't it be nice to get some inspiration? Or maybe you just want a moment of immersion and escape and entertainment. Whatever it is, come join us on our new show, Pact and Boom. It's an actual play D&D podcast in the world of Kalygnos, where our characters Jolly, Wolfgang, and Alan will find and meet each other in hell. And from there, start a troublemaking journey with some near-death experiences that will hopefully lead them to a happy ending. Find it wherever great podcasts are heard or just go to sessionzerostudios.com slash packed and boom. That's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N. Start listening today. Yeah, I, I especially like it when like the music accidentally like creates this awesome epic moment where you're like, and that's when they come and then there's this crash and everyone's like, Whoa. And and it's just kind of super yep. serendipitous, but it, it happens all the time. It's great.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, so mine, and this is again, something that I feel like is very basic, but you got to think about is dice. You know, I've mentioned it before and I'll keep saying it, uh, if you're not ready with enough dice, uh, yeah, you can try and blame the players, but you're the DM. I mean, you're you're supposed to be the one who's bringing the most to the table. You signed up for it, and I think having extra dice, the few friends that I've had who have you know been courageous enough to DM, uh, they all have extra dice, and and it's for a good reason. Uh, it's because players need it. And it's also because, to be frank, uh, I don't know if Justin, you've probably used a few online dice rolling mm-hmm. software programs, right? Yep. Uh, some of them can be kind of clunky. You know? Like it, it, it takes forever to do it and especially when you, I mean as the DM, you're supposed to be the fastest one at the table. Mm-hmm. You know? As much as we want players to be snappy with their decisions, DM has no excuse. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> It's one of those things where it's like, hey, if you can't find software like on a tablet or some kind of way where you can quickly roll dice like that, just have so many dice and have them organized so that you can just, you know, whip out rolls very quickly uh, without honestly having to stall the game.
0: For sure. In fact, in my last one shot, uh, I had to stop using the digital dice roller because uh, it was giving me a lot of advantages. Not, not like advantage in the game, but I was just rolling really, really high, and uh, it was uncharacteristic, so I had to, I had to switch. Um,
1: you had to get your own die, yeah. tape a penny to one side, uh, just exactly. to make sure it was uneven on purpose.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh, but the next one I have, and I actually have two more, uh, is the DM screen. Now, when I first started playing D&D as a player... I saw the screens that the Dungeon Master or Dungeon Masters were using, and I thought, you know, that's kind of unnecessary. I ended up playing with another group where he didn't use a screen, and I think it might have been just because the table was too small or something. But then when I started DMing, I thought the same thing. I thought it was not useful, so I didn't... And actually didn't have one. That's probably why I didn't think it was useful. But then I got one, and I started using it, and I found two major differences, improvements in how I played. Number one... Is my players kind of regarded me a little bit more as the DM. I had, I seemed to have more authority. You know, whether this was perceived or not, doesn't matter. In fact, I like to think of the Dungeon Master screen as almost kind of like a part of the Dungeon Master uniform that helps you get into to roll. And, and the second thing that it improved is obviously I didn't have to worry about hiding my notes from my players. I sit next to my wife and I love her <laughs> naturally, uh, but she's also very curious and and her eyes wander. And uh, having a DM screen takes that temptation away from her, and it doesn't doesn't allow me to get mad at her for seeing things that I wrote down that were supposed to be secret. Uh, so if you if you haven't thought about getting a Dungeon Master screen, I would highly recommend you know just trying it out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think some people uh, now. If you're the type that has like. Two laptops in front of you, you know, maybe Mm. that acts as your dungeon master screen. Mm. Either way, you need some, you need some space. Uh, Whether that's, you know, being further away, like everybody's crunched to the other side of the table, or whatever. But the dungeon master screen is probably one of the most uh, space-efficient ways to do it, and it's functional because it's got like rules and different tables and stuff on it. So get it
0: for sure. Uh, Then my next one is. Tabletop minis, and I know this is kind of an incendiary topic, like I said. There are people out there who only prefer theater of the mind. Uh, you people are much more cerebrally gifted than I am. I am not smart enough to know how to describe things in such a way that my players understand spatially exactly where they stand. Uh, but I actually like D&D because it, tr- it transitions between you know, hyper-regulated combat to very fluid role-playing of theater of the mind, you know? And, and having minis for me takes a lot of the guesswork out of combat and, and makes it a little bit more visual. And because combat is so um, touch-and-go, it, it matters who goes when and how far away you are, and, and those things can make big differences in combat. Uh, I find it is important to have minis or visual representations at scale so that way they can see and they can understand the stakes and you can make things a little bit more... Um, I guess, closer. The encounters don't have to be so obviously won or lost. But that said, I do recognize that having minis can be a crutch and should be used ju- judiciously. Uh, you should also explore options for trying you know, other, op- other ways of doing combat, you know, theater of the mind, or using less sophisticated visual representations. But for me, having that there is a must.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and it kind of speaks to a bigger... A bigger need, which is to make your games more visual, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you are someone that doesn't use minis. Uh, I would still recommend that you find some like pictures. You know, like maybe you've got your laptop or or whatever connected to a screen. Then it's a, like a TV screen, and you could like put up a picture of this, of the uh, the NPC that they're running into, or mm-hmm. like uh, you know, there's so many beautiful fantasy backgrounds, or just kind of like. Uh, scenescapes and it's a great way to paint a picture so it's so minis are kind of the heart and soul of that Where it's like hey uh, make it as visual as you can and your players will be more into it
0: for sure Uh, and actually one bonus that just came to my mind is light control being able to control the amount of light that enters your game space as well as if possible the color and the, the brightness where we play, uh, it's, <laughs> there's too many windows and not enough curtains. So if we're playing in the middle of the day, it's, it feels like it's middle of the day. But if you could try and play in a basement with very few windows or, or close them up and then be able to dim lights and things like that, that goes back to setting the mood. I think that is uh, essential to creating the perfect gaming situation. So just a little bonus one there. Thanks again for listening to our show. If you like our content and would like to engage with more of it, Head over to our Instagram account at How to Be a Better DM and give us a follow. Make sure to watch some of our Dungeon Master Rules videos while you're there to give yourself some more structure and procedure as a Dungeon Master. Also, don't forget to reach out with a DM and we can talk shop and I can get to know you a little bit better. Thanks again for listening.
1: Agreed. Agreed. I love it. Um, uh, yeah, so those are some. Uh, I'm sure that, uh, you can think of other uh, essentials, but. As far as it goes, I think that those are great uh, for anybody who's, you know, and here's one thing worth noting. The things we just mentioned aren't crazy hard to get, you know, Uh, and yet they can change the game in fundamental ways. And so if you're trying to get more serious, uh, you know, buying some extra dice, that DM screen, uh, finding like, you know, grabbing your little, I don't know, alexa or some other kind of thing and learning how to play some music those are all things that probably only take uh not too long you know half an hour online at most to get all of those or look up how to do it right Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and it can change everything uh so let's go last thoughts from you justin uh go
0: my last thoughts are being a dungeon master is simple uh, it's not easy, but it's simple. Uh, in, in, in reality, there were storytellers eons ago who were passing along story just with their mind and their voice. That's essentially what being a Dungeon Master is, except we've added rules to it and made it kind of a two-part system. Uh, in, in, in essence, to have a good Dungeon Master session or a session of D&D, uh, you only need friends, something to write down, or record what's happening and rules that everyone agrees to those are the like bare minimum not even a skeleton just like the idea of a game uh that's all you need but everything else just adds layers of greatness onto your game and these these are excellent tools and in my opinion essential to having not just a great game but a superb game at least in my opinion
1: yeah yeah and that even uh You were mentioning how back in the day, you know, storytellers would do that. And the great thing about D&D that makes it such an awesome, you know, adventure and journey uh, for players and DM is the fact that it's, I mean, I'm kind of blanking on other examples, but it might be one of the first collaborative storytelling experiences, you know, in the modern age and possibly for older ones. Like, I, I frankly don't know but <laughs> it's it's amazing and we really just want to thank all you listeners for being on this journey with us uh, to be better dms uh so justin and i have learned so much and we're continually learning uh and we look forward to putting out even better content um to help you and ourselves tell even better stories um uh, but we'll be here next week uh so until then Let's go ahead and roll initiative.